0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This last Sunday, before Palm Sunday, already shows the, imp- the impending celebration, which isn't a party, but a representation of the events of our salvation. The church has been without flowers for all of Lent, And now, for these last two weeks, we cover even the beautiful sacred images to make it harder for us, to make us search for the Lord that much more deliberately, to remind us that there was and there remains one event that has won our salvation, the passion and death of Christ on the cross. This penultimate Sunday of Lent traditionally has the church visiting the 8th chapter of the Gospel of John, usually the end of the 8th chapter. Today we find ourselves at the beginning of the 8th chapter. Fittingly, regardless of which year of the cycle we are reading, this is the year of St. Luke, year C, but even if it were the other years when we traditionally read St. Matthew or St. Mark, this fifth Sunday of Lent brings us to the Gospel of St. John. Remember, if you will, two weeks ago, and the fig tree that received a curse. And last week, the Gospel of the Prodigal Son, a story about forgiveness And then today we have the actual example of forgiveness by our Lord. But the story today, the message, isn't simply about forgiveness, the way God forgives us as exemplified by the merciful Father forgiving the prodigal son. Today is also an example of what we heard two weeks ago The Gospel of John doesn't mention a fig tree except for our Lord finding Nathaniel under the fig tree at the beginning of the Gospel. But in these days leading up to our Lord's arrest and passion and death, St. John's Gospel doesn't need to go into the details of our Lord in that episode with, with the fig tree. Instead, he talks about the same reality applied to us. What was the message about the fig tree? Ultimately, that it is up to God to curse, to punish. But it's God's desire that we live and flourish. And the gardener will say, let's give it one more year. Let's dig around it. Let's feed it fertilize it, let's give it one more chance. And here is our Lord doing that with the woman caught in the sin of adultery. It ultimately will be His to condemn her if she dies in the state of sin. He will judge. He will cast her away forever if that's how He finds her at the end of her life. But that's not His desire. He wants her to live. And here's one last chance. The other readings make it very clear that our Lord is deliberate and knows that He isn't giving us a reminder or a warning, a little bit more time to get our act together. But He is that gardener who will dig and feed, and fertilize. And how will he do that? By spilling his blood. By letting our bodies and our souls soak up his blood and be nourished by his body. Apart from which, there is no life. There is no possibility of heaven. And then... if we conform ourselves to his death, if we conform our lives to the mystery of Christ's cross and resurrection, we will live. And if not, we will be cut down. The 8th chapter of John continues. It begins with this memorable story about the woman caught in the sin of adultery. And then it goes on into this almost equally memorable dialogue with our Lord being challenged and questioned. And he says, if you you believe my words, you will be set free. But the coup de grace of all of this is when he says, if you believe my words, you will never see death. To believe in Him, to believe not just the truth of the moral guidance that He teaches us, to believe that He is God, to believe that His death has won for us salvation, to believe that His blood is our our great prize, is the door to eternity. And so we have one more chance. The Lord finds us in sin. And he doesn't want us to stay that way. He wants us to live and to flourish. In order to heed his command go and sin no more, we have to come back and find him. We have to follow him to the cross. We have to mourn our sins and rejoice over his victory. And then we can say, as was chanted at the entrance, Lord, give me justice. Don't give me justice until I'm ready. Don't bring down justice on others while I'm still in the state of sin. Don't just exonerate me, but heal me. Give me the fullness of life, and then, then bring your justice. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father, for all Jesus.